Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here is your host, the one and only, and thank God for that, Rob Carson. Hi. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi and the mayor of San Francisco are finally having to admit that crime's a big deal. You know, it's really funny, after two years... And literally an entire summer of riots and billions of dollars worth of damage and everything. Now they've got to admit, they've got to admit that actually there's a problem with, with regard to crime. And, and you know what? Here's the thing. It's too little too late for Democrats on everything. Uh, they have completely overplayed their hand on everything. And now they're trying to back off of it. And you're, you're on it. Your name is on it. You own it. Democrats own the crime wave. That's it. Democrats own the crime wave. And now they're trying to act like, oh, I don't know what that, I don't know what caused it. I mean, I didn't say anything about all the riots and the burning and the looting. And, you know, a lot of Democrats said, or all of them did actually, essentially, uh, defund the police. And, you know, uh, people should be able to loot during uh, times of, of rioting because, you know, some sort of uh, payback for whatever uh, historical issues there were, even though you never experienced them. You're just looking for an excuse for bad behavior. So I'll get into that uh, as the show progresses. It's just, it's just delightful. It really is. It's just delightful. Also, I'm going to get a little, a little bit about the two visits by the Bidens yesterday. Uh, one to Waukesha and one to uh, Kentucky. Um, Joe Biden went to Waukesha and used it to propagandize. You know, honestly, and, and, and you know, you're not supposed to say anything bad things about the, the First Lady. And I'm not going to say bad things about the First Lady, only that she's a dingbat. 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 She is a dingbat. And I will, uh, I will explain that in a moment. Then, of course, the uh, president yesterday goes to Kentucky. Like, they really need his sorry, pathetic, senile butt there. And he was greeted with, uh, let's go, Brandon. Yeah. So I will uh, share the audio on that as well. Just a, uh, a quick update from the uh, COVID front. Because if you weren't listening yesterday, I, uh, I got COVID. And I, uh, I have taken a lot of um, precautions. Uh, I work at home. And I could not take the vaccine because of a heart issue that I had um, earlier in life. And it's still there. And I don't want to exacerbate it and uh, kill myself. So after talking to uh, doctors all over the country, including uh, Johns Hopkins, uh, including a senator who was a former doctor or is still a doctor. And he said, you know, Rob, because the survivability of uh, COVID is 99.7 um, percent, you know, you'd probably be better off leaving the vaccine alone. And I said, OK, cool. No, no problem. But I got the Rona. And um, I feel like crap. 
I'll just tell you, I feel like crap. It's not. It's nothing uh, overwhelming. It's nothing uh, terrible. I'm not uh, hallucinating. It's not even close to H1N1, which I got d- during uh, well 2010, when uh, Joe Biden was put in charge of the task of going after H1N1 and did nothing about it. There was no vaccine. 69 million people got it, mostly younger people. And I got it, and I had pneumonia, and I had bubbles in my lungs, and I was sick. I was upside down sick. I had to get IV fluids, the whole deal. Joe Biden was in charge of that. He was supposed to make it better, and he never did. And what happened to it? What happened to it? What what happened to H1N1? There was no uh, vaccine. Um, There really was no discussion of prophylaxis. Doctors were allowed to treat it um, as they would another flu, and it worked. And it went away. It's gone. H1N1 is gone. Now, I'm going to get into this very shortly. Now that the vaccine mandates and and the vaccine percentages have gone up, why in the hell has the number of cases gone up dramatically since Joe Biden took office? And Anthony Fauci actually admits. He said it was a possibility that the vaccine could actually make it worse. And I'm going to share some audio and some details on that. 800 Now, I have said that I'm not going to let uh, uh, fear rule me. I have said that I am not going to let uh, this ruin my Christmas, although my mother-in-law will not be coming now because I tested positive for the Rona. She's 80 years old, cancer survivor, so this sucks. Thank you, China. I really hope, I really hope one day that there is a Nuremberg trial uh, for China, for Anthony Fauci, for members of the CDC, the NIH, people who funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute and brought this upon the world. And another thing also... I have been on the phone after I left the airwaves yesterday. And even while I was on the air, I asked for advice from you guys. Because I wanted to do the ivermectin. I wanted to do the uh, hydroxychloroquine. And I wanted to do monoclonal antibodies. Now, I'm going to do monoclonal antibodies either later today or tomorrow. I'm also, I ordered online, there is a, and you might want to listen to this because this is pretty important. Uh, there is a, a supplement called quercetin, quercetin. And that was original, the original treatment of COVID uh, as it became sy- uh, 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 symptomatic before they discovered that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine worked really, really well. So I ordered that, and then I spent the day on the phone with doctors all over the country because my doctor is terrified to uh, get someone to prescribe ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, even though they've been shown to save a lot of lives. And I got the same thing from every doctor. Keep it on the down low. Yeah, don't, don't tell anybody that you talk to me. And then I get notes yesterday, like, for instance, somebody said, hey, man, listen, I got a connection. I can get you ivermectin. I can get you hydroxychloroquine. But it's got to come from India, so it's going to be a few days. And then I heard that the United States government is preventing the importation of those two meds from countries like India. Do you know why? Because Pfizer and Merck have an answer to both of those. 
even though those two drugs I just mentioned were incredibly effective and have saved millions of lives, they would not make Pfizer and Merck any money. And Anthony Fauci, the CDC, and the NIH are in the back pocket of Big Pharma. And Big Pharma has become incredibly rich. And, and, and I've said this before, but Merck, for instance... Everybody says that ivermectin is a horse dewormer. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It also is a tremendous prophylaxis that helps prevent, um, according to some doctors, including Peter McAuliffe, 85% of severe illnesses and deaths with COVID when taken early. And then Merck comes along because they don't have the, uh, you know, they're not going to make any money off ivermectin, so they find a, an equine encephalitis drug. And they decide to uh, use that and get the rights to it, and then sell it to the government. And they cost uh, $17.74 for a like four-day treatment, and the government's going to pay $700 per treatment. And the government is going to pay for it. Now, what do you think about that? When have we done that in history? When has the government negotiated with the drug company to exclusively shut out every other treatment for covid or another, shut off every treatment in favor of someone that the government is working with. And, and also, why in the hell should the government pay for the treatment? You know, I, I, the government doesn't pay for my, you know, whatever I take. Why does the government offer these contracts to these big companies exclusively and then pay for the treatment? Do you know Why? Because right now we have bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. who are in control of a $20 trillion company, and they parse out the company's money to their friends, to their colleagues, to their whatever. It really, really is extraordinary. It really is extraordinary. And I want to say one other thing, and then we're going to move on to uh, the Bidens. If you get COVID, it's not your fault. If you get COVID, it is not your fault. I had an idiot yesterday call me and said, well, you, you, did you not wear a mask all the time? Did you not wear rubber gloves? Did you not? And I said, uh, you're an idiot. Some people think that, and, and these and the snotty liberal elites uh, say that, you, you know, if you catch COVID, it's your own darn fault because you didn't wear a mask all the time and you didn't wear rubber gloves and you didn't whatever, whatever, whatever. Well, guess what? My wife got vaccinated. She's sick. She's getting tested today. She lost her sense of taste last night. She got vaccinated. What's the point then? Yesterday, the president went to Kentucky. I'm sure the most people in Kentucky used to live in Kentucky. I lived in Fort Thomas, Kentucky. Lovely state. Lovely, lovely state. And Joe Biden decided to go to Mayfield, Kentucky, which is the last place people need him to be. Uh, you know, of all the things that he could have done to come into a place where your your belongings are strewn everywhere and dead people are everywhere, and this tool comes in who's caused all sorts of suffering in the country and makes an appearance and fondles children. There were two kids yesterday. I was like, you are such a creep. There's this boy. He's standing behind this little boy, and he's got the shoulders, and he starts rubbing up and down the kid's arm. And then there was a, a, a teenage girl, early teens, acting really, just really creepy. The guy is a creep. And here is what he got greeted by uh, when he uh, his motorcade drove by. By the way, yesterday. Brandon. <laughs> Go, Brandon. 
Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. You know what? I don't think that's enough. I think we need a little bit more uh, Let's Go, Brandon to get the show going. As you can hear the chants from the crowd, Let's Go, Brandon. So he goes to, uh, you know, Kentucky yesterday, fondles some children, and uh, gets greeted with uh, Let's Go, Brandon. Uh, honestly, what a what a waste of time for him to be there. But the president has to go to make people feel better. Well, why didn't he go to Waukesha? Uh, instead, what did he do? He he, he sent uh, he sent his wife, who is uh, you know I'm sorry, uh, Joe Biden's a dingbat. She's a dingbat. She's not she's not the brightest person. She went with uh, Doug Emhoff, traveled to Waukesha three weeks after the Christmas parade massacre. We know that six people died, including an eight year old boy. Sixty others were injured. Black Lives Matter supporter Daryl Brooks broke through the barriers, ran them over a bunch of people, and, of course, that's being ignored because it doesn't fit the narrative. And here's what Jill Biden decided to talk about yesterday at the hospital, at the children's hospital, where kids are still going to have to have to learn how to walk again because a Black Lives Matter supporter and Trump hater ran over and crushed to death a bunch of people and severely injured 60. A vaccine for children five and older. It's not just another way to protect your kids against COVID-19. It's She uses the opportunity to propagandize for the vaccine for children who don't need it. The best way. It's been thoroughly reviewed and rigorously tested. It's safe. It's free. This is, is I mean, don't you kind of sit here and, you know, you've seen movies like this where the, uh, the, the state says things like she just said. Listen to this. Listen to this. This sounds like, imagine 1984. Okay, Imagine that this was coming from a state official over a PA. Best way. It's been thoroughly reviewed and rigorously tested. It's safe, it's free, and it's available for every child in this country, five and up. When, when will they stop? When, when will they stop? When will they realize that some people are just not going to get the vaccine? Some people can't get the vaccine, but they're going to keep pushing it, keep pushing it, keep pushing it. It's very, it's very, very uh, statist. The holidays are just around the corner, and I know you all are busy. But as you stop or you're running errands, I hope that you'll get vaccinated. And- yeah, my kid got ran over by a Black Lives Matter supporter and uh, was severely injured and is going to have to learn to walk again. How about shut up about the vaccine? Add that to your list. And not just for your kids. If you got your last shot at least six months ago, you're eligible for a booster. Which means a lot of money for Pfizer. So make it a family event and get oh, your she's so cute. booster as well. I promise it's easy to do. Just go, like Doug said, to vaccines.gov and find a vaccine site near you. Anything else you want to propagandize about while you're there in the hospital where children are suffering? Dear God. Oh, and then, of course, what Joe Biden says that getting the vaccine is patriotic. Again, this is very, this is very statist. What is patriotic? Patriotic is, uh, is signing up for the military and uh, losing your life to defend the country. That's the most patriotic thing you can do. And this doofus says that uh, getting a vaccine is patriotic. And so everybody talks about freedom and not to have a to have a shot or have a test. Well, guess what? And so how about patriotism? How about making sure that you're vaccinated? So you- okay, 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 okay. 
The whole idea of America is based on the concept of individual liberty, this according to Breitbart, which means we are allowed to uh, live our lives in whatever way we choose. However, that with the glorious freedom comes two responsibilities. The first is that we do not infringe on the rights of others to live their lives however they choose. The second is that we show we tolerate uh, how others uh, choose to live theirs. By the way, if you want world peace, that's the simple recipe. Leave the other fellow alone. It's no secret. Therefore... There is nothing patriotic about getting vaccinated. What is patriotic, however, is tolerating the other fellow vaccination choice. So you should be very happy that you have your vaccine. And you shouldn't feel like you need to make somebody else take it because you took it. That's not patriotic. That's being a douche. I'm just, I'm looking forward to when this is all over. Although, I don't know when that's going to be, to be quite honest. I know that uh, now they are saying that there's, we're not going to defeat it. It's just going to keep going and going and going and going. And what we're going to have to do, guys, as a country, as a people, with regard to all of these mandates and enforced compliance, you're just going to have to say no! By the way, for those of you just tuning in, yeah, I tested positive for COVID, and I'm uh, getting all my meds that I had to order all over the country, my ivermectin and my hydroxychloroquine and other stuff um, that I had to go elsewhere for. Uh, because th- I, I discovered yesterday there is an underground, like almost like an underground railroad, of doctors who are terrified to be known to say that they believe that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine work. That's where we are. It's it's really scary because any other any other disease, doctors could go, you know what, I'm going to try this and this and this. If you've got the flu, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and give you maybe Zithro, and I'm going to maybe give you uh, the you know, amoxicillin, blah, blah, blah. And they do it. This is the only virus that the government has said you can't treat it any way, shape, or form before you get it and at the beginning of when you get it. And the only thing that you can do, according to the government, is get the stinking vaccine, which, by the way, isn't working. More deaths now. More deaths under Joe Biden and his, his dingbat wife promoting, promoting, promoting vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. More than happened during the Trump administration. I want to mention something. Um, Mike Huckabee, former governor, Arkansas, he did a Christmas gathering with former President Trump and others at Mar-a-Lago last night. Talked about the true meaning of Christmas for all Americans. It was recorded by Newsmax, and uh, they were joined by uh, Mike's daughter, Sarah. She's running for governor. Ted Cruz, John Voight. Love John Voight. Ben Carson, a whole bunch more. So if you want a really unique and warm and wonderful take on Christmas with Mike Huckabee and President Trump, just go to Newsmax.com. See all the time slots. It will be aired. You don't want to miss this very special Christmas message for Mike Huckabee and President Trump. I'll be watching, and so should you. Again, go to Newsmax.com. Click on the Huckabee Trump Christmas special link at the top of the page. I think you're going to like it. I think you are absolutely going to like it. As Americans suffer the severe economic consequences of soaring inflation, the average U.S. household will have to shell out at least. Are you ready for this, kids? $3,500. $3,500. Joe Biden said he wasn't going to raise taxes. Well, right now, uh, uh, nobody in their right mind would have ever dreamed $3,500 increase in taxes on the average family. But that's essentially what has happened with inflation. I know this has got to be crushing a lot of you. 
We estimate that inflation in 2021 will require the average U.S. household to spend about $3,500 more in 2021 to achieve the same level of consumption. Wait a minute. Ooh. See, the left has always said they want us to consume less. The left has always said, you can't have red meat. The left has said, you, you know, you can't have a, an expensive car. You've got to drive a crappy little electric car. You've got to live in a tiny little house. You've got to have poison light bulbs in your house. Do you suppose this is a back doorway to force you to consume less by making everything incredibly expensive? Moreover, we estimate the uh, lower-income households should spend more of their budget on goods and services that have been in more impacted by inflation. Lower-income households will have to spend about 7% more, while upper, uh, higher-income households will have to spend about 6% more, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Not looking good. A new Fox Business poll shows the public shares his skepticism. A sizable majority think Build Back Better will make the economy worse or not help it at all. And the reason why they're pushing Build Back Better is they know that it's not going to, it's going to do all of the things that everybody is afraid it's going to do. But this is about social engineering, and this is the last dying gasp of the class of 1968. This is how they're going to try and do it. They're going to try and force it upon us, even though we don't want it for good reason. And about two-thirds of voters say they're feeling the impact of growing inflation. A new study from the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton. See, Washington, D.C. elites, they don't care. They don't care. Nancy Pelosi doesn't care. Mitch McConnell doesn't care. There are people who do care. There are people who, who came there. Lauren Boebert, MTG, some others. They do. They're not so separated from the rest of us. But otherwise, Washington, D.C. doesn't care. They want you to drive a crappy electric car, and they ride around Washington, D.C. in big old motorcades of Chevy Suburbans. And they live high on the hog, and they send their assistants down to Whole Foods to just buy whatever you need. Just buy whatever you need. A carte blanche. School says the average family will pay an extra $3,500 this year due to rising prices. Um, I don't know. I mean, um, you know, $3,500 is kind of a big deal, right? Uh, don't, don't you think? $3,500 in a year, if you're making 45000 that's kind of a big deal. In fact, it's a really big deal. Here is a CNN, uh, and they, they really hate admitting that Joe Biden is really turning things to crap. And Biden obviously has a very uh, ambitious agenda. Do the American people feel like these policies from Biden will change any of this? I think this may be one of the most troubling numbers inside our poll for the president today. 45% this is CNN. nearly half of the Americans in this poll say that Biden's policies have worsened economic conditions. You know why? Because he's been in Washington, D.C. for 50 years, and he's done precisely D-word for Richard. 30% say they've improved, 25% no effect at all. So 70% say they've worsened or no effect at all. Biden's 70%. Policies. If you look back and compare that to Obama in 2009, uh, it was not nearly uh, that, that bad. I would call his presidency so far spectacular. Absolutely sucktacular score on, on his policies, making things worse. And then if you look at how Biden has handled the issues and his approval on each, each issue, the economy, he's way down. He's upside down. Look down there. Uh, 45 because he's doing a terrible job. Percent approve uh, of his handling of the economy. 54 percent disapprove. That's the same when you say about helping the middle class. There's 
Wow, wow. Oh, here's some, this is CNN's Don, uh, what is it, John King, uh, breaking the bad news on the unpopularity of the president. And we begin with our brand new CNN poll. The numbers are bleak, beyond bleak for the president and for his party, as we count now, now count the days to the midterm election year and the midterm fight to control Congress. Economic pain. The Democrat Party is going to be punished in 2022. And I hope that they will be reflective, but I don't think they will, because they've never been a force for good in the history of the Democrat Party. They never have. So they're going to either have to reinvent or just blow the damn party up and start over again. Anxiety are behind the country's sour mood. But they won't do that because they don't get it and they're tone deaf. And that coast-to-coast COVID frustration you just heard is the driving force of this sobering, very sobering year-end report card. Let's take a look at the numbers. He sounds so sad. Number one, the president's approval rating is the north star of midterm election politics. Our new poll finds the president at 49% approval, 51% disapproval. Relatively evenly divided country in our poll. Yeah, the 49% who approve are uh, uh, sadists. Our poll has a number slightly better when you average out the last five or six polls, which is the smart thing to do, never invest in just one poll, you see the president's approval rating at the end of the year averages at 45 percent, 51 disapprove. Only Donald Trump was lower than that at this point of his Yeah, and, uh, and uh, the media is in Joe Biden's pants. Presidency. We know what happened to the Republicans. In the first- Dude, that is not a pretty picture. First midterm of the Trump presidency, this is the challenge for Democrats. Can you change that number? Okay. You can't because you blew it, you overplayed your hand, and you have shown who you truly are. For the course of the next few months. Let's look at why. Why is the president's approval down near a historic low? Well, on COVID, he is... Uh, is it because he sucks? Still above water, if you will. 54% of Americans... That are is the one, Kuth. ...approve of the president's handling of COVID. 45% disapprove. But look at all these other issues. 54% disapprove. A majority disapprove in the economy. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, here's what you need to know. Everything he touches turns to crap. It is the reverse Midas touch. You knew this was going to happen. He didn't get 81 million votes. And, I, and honestly, you people who voted for him, uh, you know, and, and many of you, of course, you know, if, you're, if you're dead, you're not hearing this. But, uh, you know, there are a lot of dead people who voted for him. Uh, and certainly there are a lot of Democrats who voted and stuffed ballot boxes everywhere. Look what you look what you got. I don't want to hear anybody bitching and complaining about how everything's going when you cheated this man's way into the White House. New York Times opinion columnist Brett Stevens believes that Joe Biden should announce that he will not run for another term in office. He was the savior, people. He got 81 million votes. I want to know how somebody who got 81 million votes, the most popular president ever in the history of mankind, could fall from grace so quickly. How is that possible? How is it possible that this man who didn't get 81 million votes uh, is so unpopular all of a sudden? You should have seen it coming. He is a metaphor for everything bad about Washington, D.C. We are being ruled by a group of people who go to Washington, D.C. and spend their lives telling us how to live ours. And if they go out of office, they become lobbyists. And they make millions and millions and millions of dollars. We've got members of Congress like Nancy Pelosi. Her net worth since 2018 has gone from $120 million to $300 million. One of the reasons is, and I believe, Congress has the levels of power, and they can choose how money is spent and where money is spent and what companies will benefit from it and whose stock price goes up, and they know that before 
announcements from the government, and they buy stock, and then when the announcement is made, they make a ton of money. Nancy Pelosi's husband did that. He invested a million dollars in Tesla the day before Joe Biden said they were gonna, he was going to convert all the government vehicles to electric. So right now in this country, with 3% of vehicle sales are electric vehicles. They're estimating 650,000 vehicles purchased by the government from electric vehicle manufacturers. And they're going to pay sticker or above, and they're going to pay off unions, and Nancy Pelosi and her husband are going to get richer and richer and richer and richer, and this happens all the time. And Nancy Pelosi is uh, saying that Congress should be able to trade freely like that. Honestly, it's just, it is so beyond corrupt. It is beyond anything I could have ever imagined. And I've been following, following politics since like 1989. I've never seen anything like it. And they are nakedly corrupt. And if you live in Washington, D.C., you, you, I lived there for 12 years. They are nakedly corrupt. They are a cabal. Oh, my God, they're a cabal. I remember my 40th birthday. I went out to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse above uh, Reagan National, Crystal City. And Tom Daschle's entourage comes in, former senator. And he's got a bunch of people with him. And he he walks in, and there's a hush that goes over the room. And he's escorted to the best table in the house. And they set him down, and everyone whispers and all that. And all I thought was, you SOB, you were elected to represent us. How many of your constituents can go to Ruth's Chris and order anything, carte blanche, including a you know, $170 bottle of Opus 1 or 10 of them? This is back to the uh, New York Times opinion columnist Brett Stevens. For some of his public appearances, Biden seems uneven, often cogent, but sometimes alarmingly incoherent. Well, no kidding. What's the reason? I have no idea, Stevens noted. Well, he has dementia, idiot. Do his appearance, including the good ones, inspire strong confidence that the president can go the distance in his current term to say nothing of the next? No. Well, no kidding, idiot. We said this during the campaign. The man who once gave his party hope now weighs on the party's fortunes like a pair of cement shoes, Stevens wrote. He should announce much sooner than later that he will not run for a second term. This man is so clueless. Doesn't know Joe Biden has dementia. Doesn't believe that Joe Biden should run for office. Believes, however, Joe Biden will be alive in 2024. I honestly, I have no patience for ignorance like this. Because Joe Biden, he, he will never be the candidate in 2024. He won't make it. I'm just telling you. I'm surprised that he's made it to the end of this year, to be quite honest. I really am. Back to the column. But newsflash, right now he's worse than a lame duck because potential Democrat successors are prevented from making calls, finding the lane, their lanes, and appealing to it for attention. This goes especially for people in the administration who should be powerful contenders like Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo. Dear God. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, who was the uh, mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Yeah, he's qualified to be president. Yeah, like Kamala Harris is. He's actually less qualified. He said that the the move would instantly allow him to be more statesmanlike. 
and it would be liberating. It would put an end to the endless media speculation. It would inject enthusiasm and interest into a listless Democrat party. It would let him devote uh, himself wholly to addressing the country's immediate problems without worrying about re-election. He's not going to run again. It's not going to happen. Hey, guess what I got in the mail today? You'll see those sleigh bells ringing and jing, jing, jiggling too. Oh, it's a lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Those are pill bottles full of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Suck it, Anthony Fauci. You too, Rochelle Walensky. FJB. Yeah. I just took my uh, first dosage, apparently with the uh, with the uh, ivermectin, which is, and I'm, I'm very excited about it, actually, because I'll never have to worry about worms. I, I guess I'm supposed to take this for five days. And then the, I'll, I'll, with the hydroxy, um, you take it uh, twice. You take it twice. So there you go. You got to take it with water, take it with a lot of water, blah, 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 blah. But there you go. Uh, somebody told me that there is a supplement called quercetin you should try. If you are considering it or, you know, as a prophylaxis. Anyway, um, I do have uh, the Rona and uh, had, had kind of a, a, a rough night last night. It was terrible. Um, some people are asymptomatic. Forty percent of people who get it are asymptomatic. I'm not that fortunate. I just feel like I have kind of a, a really crappy cold. And last night I had a little bit of fever. I did sleep 13 hours. And as soon as I'm done with the show today, I'm going to go back to bed. But it's not decimating. I mean, it's not, you know, the worst thing I've ever had. I've been sicker before. Trust me. I've been sicker. A strep throat, uh, H1N1 during the Obama administration when Joe Biden was put in charge of the H1N1 and did nothing. But H1N1 ended on its own. It ended on its own. And there were no attempts to politicize that virus. There was no attempt to get a vaccine done quickly. So it just kind of ended. People got sick. And it ended. Here's the difference with this one. The government is not allowing people to treat coronavirus. By and large, they're not allowing doctors to treat coronavirus. They're not allowing doctors to prescribe the the prophylaxis that I am taking now. And a lot of people died because of it. I mentioned yesterday a doctor, Peter McAuliffe, He said that 85% of deaths in this country could have been avoided if they would have prescribed ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, monoclonal antibodies. Anthony Fauci says his handling of COVID is backfiring with more deaths in 2021 than 2020 due to uh, 60 million people who refuse to be vaccinated. Who refuse? It's It's the unvaccinated who are doing it. It's been a year to the day since vaccines uh, first came out, but it's also well, well more than a year in, into this pandemic. And we were looking at, at the death toll in the first nine months of the pandemic uh, from February from the first death on February 29th, 2020 to nine months later, 269,000 deaths, a little bit more. And in the last nine months, very close to that, 255,000. Uh, and those are nine months in which the vaccine, a highly effective vaccine has been available and free and distributed around the country. Why hasn't it gotten any better in terms of the overall death toll? And does it surprise you? And well, it doesn't because there are two things that are converging here, Jim. One is we're dealing with Delta. We didn't have Delta a year ago. We're dealing with a much more formidable virus 
in every respect. And it's going to happen uh, ad infinitum. Respect. Superimposed upon that, if we had optimally implemented our vaccine program, those numbers would have been down. These you idiot. You have done that. You have forced people to get the vaccine. Millions and millions of people have gotten the vaccine. Millions and millions of people, large percentages of cities around the country have vaccine mandates. And guess what? The universities and the states and the cities with the highest vaccination rates are seeing the highest infection rates. And those infections are people who've gotten the vaccine. Let's go to John in Sykesville, Maryland. Hello there, John, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts? Uh, Welcome to my world. I have a heart condition also that also happened in my 30s. And, uh, I, you know, luckily, I think you need better doctors. My cardiologist told me just to, you know, he told me not to take the vaccine. So, yeah, well, so did mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, well, with me, I'm retired. So he said, yes, just kind of lay low and play this thing out. And I'd already kind of made up my mind I wasn't going to anyway because I had a bad experience with my heart condition was caused by Vioxx. So, okay. and I don't know how traumatic it was for you, but when you're in your 30s and you're sitting in, in, a, in the cardiologist and everybody around you is an old person. Yes, it, yes. It changed my life forever. Yeah. And, you know, and we could have a whole... Well, John, John, I literally, this is funny that you bring this up. I was 31 years old. I had strep throat at 104 degree temperature, and I either threw a, threw a blood clot or had a spasm of a vessel, uh, and it was it was like that. I was in literally in cardiac rehab. Isn't that traumatic? And, and the 82 year old walking next to me on the treadmill, striking up a conversation. <laughs> well, I don't want to get my cardiologist in trouble, but you know, he he, I walk in there and I'll say, well, how many? He's by college, you know, yeah. and he's got these young kids. And he goes, the one boy's 19 years old. And they lie about myocarditis. Like yep. me, I had uh, arrhythmia and an enlarged heart because of Vioxx, right? Vioxx, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, his, if you have 5% damage to your heart, it's permanent. It's permanent. Oh, yeah. They act like, uh, you know, you know, when the, you know, with you and I, when the chest pain stopped, the damage is done. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. a one or two or three day event. With me, the cardiologist said, "What are you taking?" I said, "I'm taking Vioxx for a twisted knee. I, I had oh, a bad buddy. knee accident." And that was when I learned about doctors that they're not. There's a hundred other drugs that were for anti-inflation, in, inflammation, and he yeah. gave me that because it had a kickback. And then I realized that, wow, there's a lot of doctors that aren't in it for you, you know, and that that's a hard pill to swallow. Um, yeah, exactly. Nice, nicely put, by the way. Yeah, um, I have ivermectin, and uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I I took it, and you know, I, I don't know, you know, I I've had the Delta variant. I guess you're going to have to go through the Omicron. I, I don't who, know who the hell knows. Have who the hell knows. But I, I waited. I had it. I had it, and uh, I kind of smelled a rat in the beginning. And uh, you know the doctor said I can prescribe it. They won't. They won't fill it in Maryland. You, know. you cannot get it. No, no, you can't go to CVS. You can't go to Walmart. You can't go to. Uh, you can't go to Walgreens. They will not. There are a few um, underground. Um, and if you look around in different areas, and, and some states are freer. Obviously, Florida is freer. But there is kind of an underground. And, and I and I had to order mine from another state. Yeah. So are you you run the fever? I had a little bit of a fever last night. Yeah, mine, um, mine wasn't too bad, but I was just sweating profusely. And uh, a crazy headache, and of course the sore throat, and can't smell anything. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, just now, when you took the ivermectin, how quickly did you feel better? Uh, yeah, I saw. That's what I was going to call you about. I, I was going to drive it down to you because I, I was going to tell you if you <laughs> took an ivermectin until yesterday, you wouldn't want the monoclonals, you know? Because really, yeah, well, I'm, yeah, I'm holding well, off. Listen, I'm holding off on the monoclonal. And I was. You know, well, I don't know when you contracted it. The other thing is three days ago. 
Yeah, so, well, that's when you tested positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened with me was I had made up my mind that early treatment, early treatment, early treatment was the best because, you know, if you read all the studies and stuff, and this is the original one, um, I don't want to get beat up on, you know, about that, but, you know, it's a cardiovascular disease. And then I have friends that are in the hospital and they said they keep checking your lungs. I said, why don't they give you treatment? They know you have it. Yeah. They're going to wait until it gets into your lungs, you know, and I, but whatever. So I John, I told you, the government, the government does not want to offer any sort of prophylaxis or any treatment other than the vaccine. They have mandated it. They're scaring the crap out of doctors and hospitals well, and, uh, and pharmacists. They're scaring the crap out of them. Well, Rob, with ivermectin, now I took 12 milligrams, right, for gotcha. five days. Gotcha. And because that's the study I read. And now, I mean, you can take a 200 milligram dose for for a lot of these diseases. So you're you're, you're taking this minuscule amount of drugs, and it works very very well. Yeah. You know, so it's not going to hurt you. So my my thing is, I have test kits at my house. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, I haven't gotten it. I've been exposed to a lot of the people. Who knows? I, I think everybody's going to get this Omicron, but yeah. maybe our. Uh, Maybe our immune system, you know, we'll have the T cells in us, you know, once you get over it. The other thing is it's very liberating. Once you get over this. Yep. I want to beat it. Is, I, want to ha- I want to have, I want to just walk around and go, I am naturally immune, baby. Well, here's the problem. What? 80% of the people don't want to hear it anymore because no. they've already been vaccinated and it's hard to admit you've been duped. I, I don't have any pride left. So to, to admit <laughs> I'm wrong. I'll look at it and say, well, geez, I got that wrong. And a lot of people just can't do that. Yeah. And with liberals, they're always the smartest person in the room. Yeah. And then you really got problems. Yeah, John, you know, it's interesting. Um, uh, my wife is a wonderful person. I love her very dearly. Um, she is showing COVID system, uh, symptoms today. She went and got tested. Um, but she got vaccinated. And yet she's kind of, you know, kind of resentful. Well, that I that I that I didn't get vaccinated. I gave my the reason I didn't get vaccinated is very is very real. I had a heart attack when I was thirty one years old. Well, you, you know, and it's very clear data. Now they're suppressing it. These vaccines, and we're the ones that should be on the podium screaming at them. Yeah. These vaccines are the ones that cause the mutations. It's not normal to have 50, yeah. 50 mutations in a year. We should have one or two. But, you yeah. know, and especially this Merck pill that's coming out, oh, yes. it was 60% effective in the field, uh, I mean, in the, in the laboratory, and only 30% in the field, yeah. and it's known to cause all these mutations. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and this is, let's, let's put a line here, and it's, this is my opinion from here on out. Yeah, I think that they're causing all these mutations because most mutations are going to be less lethal. But they're going to keep going until they cause a mutation, and it takes off on its own, you know, yeah, and yeah. Th- that's my personal opinion. Well, they want to they parlay this through the 2020 uh, yeah. uh, well, election we and, and beyond. Community. We're not the ones causing these mutations. All right, John, i gotta go. I got to go, buddy. Thanks for the call, brother. Take care. Mary, if you need Mary it, Christmas. I will drive it down to you. That's all right, bro. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining me today, guys. Please share this uh, podcast with other people. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all of the digital platforms where it is available. If you would, please um, share that with other folks. Also, uh, this weekend, my TV show is on. Donald Trump thinks I'm the funniest person on television, although it's really hard to be funny lately. (laughs) It really is. God bless our first responders. God bless our military veterans and departed 
God bless our first responders. God bless you. Yeah, you too. You too. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.